So John White here with my friend Victoria Twombly, and this is another interview with um, a listed Luke 10 facilitator. So Victoria, why don't we start with you sharing just a bit about yourself. Uh, where are you, family? Uh, what kind of work do you do? And then we'll kind of move into some Luke 10 stuff, but just some of that background that would help people get to know who you are. Sure. Um, my name is Victoria Regina Twombly, and I am married to Jason Twombly, who is a trainer of trainers with Luke 10. Yep. And we live in South Carolina, just a year and a half now, almost a year and a half of living in this part of the South and loving it. Um, we have a beautiful blended family um, of five kids, so that are all over the country. Mm -hmm. And um, I am currently in the roles of being a yoga teacher, um, coach, fully listed facilitator, um, facilitating leader team through Luke 10, as well as um, church 101s and intro calls and enjoying that. And what else do I do? I think that's good for that's the moment. It's a lot. I feel so, like so words like coach, facilitator, trainer mm -hmm. are really in your wheelhouse, I think, in lots of different areas. So we'll we'll talk about that. So let's start with Church 101. Let's start with Luke 10 in general. What drew you to Luke 10? How did you end up being a part of this community? <laughs> um, I wasn't drawn <laughs> at all to Luke 10. Uh -huh. um, my story is probably the opposite um, because Jay was already in Luke 10. I tend to not want, I'm not someone who jumps on bandwagons. I, I run away in the other direction. So he was already occupying that space. And I was like, well, that's his space. I'm yeah. going to stay in my space and do my thing. And so, um, but little by little, my ear would kind of bend in that direction. And, and I'd see his mat maturity and growth in how he was being trained and it caught my attention. And then, um, Jesus knows me all too well. He knows what I cannot resist and he'll let me go and dig my heels in and say no for a while until I get it out of my system. And then he'll put, he'll dangle a carrot that he knows that I can't resist. <laughs> and um, that was one specific facilitator. Is it okay to mention the person's name? Cause it's in that light. I don't know. Yeah, sure. That's fine. All right. So it was Bethany. Bethany is irresistible to me. I love her. She's a good yeah. dear friend of mine now, but we were just getting to know each other um, at that point. And um, she was starting a new church 101. And Jay was like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna jump on Bethany's church 101? And I was like, this is a great opportunity to get to know Bethany. So it wasn't really about the church 101. I just wanted to know yeah. Bethany and spend time sure. with her. And so I said yes, and that is what launched the rest of my yeses preceded by heavy nose, but the yeah. rest of my yeses in every part of my journey with Luke. How you got to yes. I love it. It's how I got to that. Yes. <laughs> totally makes sense. Bethany, who, who I've interviewed her for one of these, um, these uh, uh, stories as well. And uh, she's, she is just an amazing magnetic personality full of joy and oh. she is just delightful. So that totally makes sense. Yeah. So, so you're in church 101 with Bethany facilitating. Yeah. What's, what do you remember? What's something that you learned or experienced 
in that six-week course that made a mark on you or that seemed significant to you? Yeah, there was, um, I tend to naturally be very flowy and I like flowy, <laughs> flowy, flowy, okay. Flowy and how I move through my day, my thoughts, like things just come and go. I just move intuitively through my day and I've always insisted that that's me and, and that's good and resisted structure. <laughs> And um, the structure that Luke 10 brings through Church 101 that I was experiencing for the first time actually made me feel safe hmm. and felt good. And that got my attention. Okay. And I enjoyed connecting to complete strangers because I'm such a highly relational person. I'm mm -hmm. thinking, yeah, you know, how's this going to work? And I, I show up basically saying, yeah, well, you need to prove it to me, you know. <laughs> And I was all in right away. So you found that you bonded with these complete strangers. When uh, And what we, we hear over and over again is especially learning to check in, mm -hmm. to, to share from the heart, uh, yeah. seems to create bonding community uh, so quickly. It's a very, very simple but powerful approach. Yeah. And it was, it was the first time I had, um, I had led women's ministries for years and numerous small groups and Bible studies and was terrible at it because <laughs> I was flowy and uh -huh. um, I allowed conversational domineering people to take uh -huh. over. And, um, and so I never enjoyed even participating in those groups. I led them and didn't, I didn't enjoy, it was always just frustrating. I kept showing up yeah. and my experience with this church 101 was so different. It was the first time I'd ever been in a space where everyone got an opportunity to be fully heard, fully seen, and served without so the, interruption. The extroverts were not dominating. No, but everyone was welcome. Yeah. Everyone was offered space. If it was it was such a it got my attention yeah. because I've never experienced anything like that before. Wow, that's a powerful step. So so Bethany, I, some of the elements there, Bethany is facilitating. So she gives um, some structure to that. And then there's some basic structure to the things that you're learning. Mm -hmm. But it was not stifling. It was rather um, facilitating the relationships yeah. and the things you were looking for. Yeah. And also the way, the way, because I've gone through training and I, and I, I can kind of look back now at that point, I didn't understand how everything was set up and working, but I was at that moment sitting in a space of, Oh, how would like, how is she working this magic? Like mm -hmm. how, how does this work? Because there had to be a something that, that was guiding the process and in such a way that the things that were being as you like to use the word "educed" from the hearts um, of others were things that were significant. Yes. It wasn't the "I'm fine." It wasn't the super. There was no superficiality ever. It just was deep and genuine. But you go at your own pace at the same time. But there was no, no one was showing up with like a mask on. Yeah. And in false pretenses, there was no lack of safety. It just felt real. And I am all about real situations. If it's not real, I'm tapping out. I don't want any part of yes, it. Yes, you are. I believe you. <laughs> and you can attest to that. So, I have so, tolerance. 
So you threw the word in there, educe. We should we yeah. should uh, explain what that word means. <laughs> oh, we should. So we are part, you are part of the we. <laughs> um, wow, putting on the spot. This is not my shining place. Um, yeah, I give you help it if you need pulling it. the gold out of someone. Yeah. Uh, they they don't even know is there, but if you ask the right question <laughs> and give them space, they will. It 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 will come out. And then even going a question deeper and yeah. taking what they just said and just pressing in just gently and hearing them and letting them know you hear them, they just open up more and more comes out. It's that depth that we just don't exactly get right. on a daily. So it just simply means to draw out mm -hmm. and it's to draw out the good things that are that are in people. So you even described that perfectly. So yeah. Church 101, <laughs> yeah, you get an A. <laughs> So Church 101 was a surprisingly a, a really positive experience for you. Mm -hmm. And at the end of six weeks, we share with people, we invite people to listen to Jesus about taking the next step, which is um, joining a leader team. And sometimes we call those communities of practice, mm -hmm. uh, places to kind of go deeper into the things you've learned in Church 101. Um, what, what did you, why did you decide to take that next step? And and what was leader team like? Uh, well, true to form, um, <laughs> I went in kicking and screaming. Um, I I was I was only there for Bethany. I had no intention of going on to leader team because I always enter everything with nope. <laughs> and um, in our listening time, so I have never had a hard time hearing from God, and He speaks very clearly to me and he very clearly told me that was my next step but he also i mean i wanted more of what i just experienced in church 101 so through church 101 he was already preparing the soil of my heart to step into that space but what i've learned about myself even recently is that um my no like i say no to everything first and that's just me buying time so i can better understand something and 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 get comfortable before I give my yes, because I spent a lot of my years saying yes too quickly and then uh -huh. in over my head, in trouble, whatever. And so I'm learning that that my no is actually a gift. And um, and I think if I, I know that God understands that and he's so he's been willing to let me sit in my no, but at the same time, he just drops more carrots and makes it irresistible and church 101 paved the way for my yes. Yes. What, what, took you over the the hump in terms of initially no to leader team, but then you felt like the Lord said, this is something I want you to do. Was there something that kind of especially um, put you in that space or, or maybe it was just hearing from the Lord? Yeah, it was a lot of things. Um, yes. Hearing from the Lord a hundred percent. I don't really do anything unless he well, that's not true. I've done a lot of things that he has <laughs> spoken against, but um, I tend to now I'll just say, okay, you said this, I'm trusting you. Even if it doesn't make sense, I'm trusting you. And I'll step in that space. But also my husband was leading multiple leader teams at the time. And I'm just hearing like the excitement and there's just this energy coming from that space. And, um, and then I was learning more about Luke 10, because now they had my attention. They're doing things in a different way. And so I'm paying more attention and realizing that, oh, I want to go deeper. 
There are so many maturity skills that I need. And, and to learn is one thing, but to learn in a community that's safe. Yes. And that really is happy to be with you no matter what is something I've never experienced before. And I kept hearing that talked about because that's one of the core values of Luke 10. I wanted, I wanted to try it out. And I wanted that stable community that I knew I could, where I was being told I could show up to. And that is, let me just camp on that for a second. Such a yeah. great comment. Well, first of all, how long ago, when, when did you start in leader? When did you start in Church 101 first? How long has it been roughly? Goodness. Almost three years ago. Okay. So really not that long ago, three years ago. No, I think I've and, been on, I think I've been on my leader team for two and a half years now. Okay. And who's, who facilitates that one? Tony Daniels. Tony Daniels, okay. Yeah. So it makes me think of a comment that uh, Jim Wilder made that um, who we are is not so much a result of what we know, but of who we love and who loves us. Mm. It sounds like what you're saying is that you found in Leader Team a community of people that were safe, that were glad to be with you no matter what. And it was that community that really God used to really shape and, and mature and deepen your character. Is that, am I saying that the right way? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put my leader team through the ringer, as you know, because you and I have spent some time together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm very real and raw and I will not hide where I am at any point in time, in any moment and my leader team, I, I had some rough moments in life and didn't even want to show up. Like the last thing I wanted to do was sit on a 90 minute call and talk to people yep. and showed up. And there was even a call where I literally sat there. I was on the screen. I wasn't even connected to myself. Mm-hmm. And they allowed me without judgment. I mean, I was in an ugly place Hmm. and I sat there and they would check in with me every now and then. So they weren't like, oh gosh, this is so uncomfortable and and we don't know what to do with her. So get your your act together, Victoria, come on. There was no judgment. There was no, oh, like we don't know what to do with her. So we'll just ignore her, let her be. There, I was checked in on, but yet I was allowed to be in my brooding, painful, ugly, quiet, like reclusive state. And they held space so beautifully for me in that moment. I was able to show up and they proved to be that community that was truly happy to be with me, glad to be with me, no matter what. I know that no matter how I show up, they love me. You said you'd never really experienced anything quite like that before. No, no. My experience is if I've shown up um, human, saying I'm struggling, having a meltdown, whatever, you're sent away. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. someone trying to fix you because they, you're making them uncomfortable. And if they fix you, you're making them feel better now because mm-hmm. now now you're not a mess. And but that's you'd, you'd experience that in church? over the years church everywhere it was just there was nowhere i could go where i could find a community that truly even in their discomfort even though they may not know what to do with me it's not about fixing me it's just about being with me and that sense of belonging and acceptance really is healing even if i'm sitting there completely detached from myself there's something about knowing that 
there's love even through a screen there was love and acceptance coming and just space being held such a powerful story thank you for that really really cool yeah so at some point along the line Mm-hmm. You decided to take the next step. So sort of <laughs> stages of training. And the next step was facilitator training. Yeah. How, what, how did you decide to do that? How did the Lord move you into that? Good question. Um, did you say no, first of all, by the way? Was your t- every <laughs> time. <laughs> and the vision that came to me this morning was that I literally saw my myself in like, like a farm field. And you know how, I don't know the correct terminology, but a tractor will pull like maybe like a big trowel behind them and it pulls up the dirt and kind of creates, I don't know what it is, but I saw me and all I saw were my feet like this and like it pushing up the dirt as I'm literally entering everything God calls me into. I think he just has fun with me. He he knows where I'm going to end up and he knows how resistant I'm going to be on the front end. And he's just like, okay, here yeah. we go again. <laughs> Drag your feet as long as you want to, no problem. And I do. So it's always resistance. It's always, I'm not doing that. This is the end of the road for me. I'm good. And then he'll step in and say, well, what about this? And and make it so clear and irresistible that I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll join facilitator training and I'll just do intro calls just to get- Facilitator just training get- is sort of- Sort of in three stages, right? You, you yeah. try to intro call first, and then on a six week you graduate one one, and then you tr- on leader team, right? So it's it's steps. Yeah, and I and I figured so I knew I knew that I was being called into other areas as well, and um, like outside of lieutenant, just in my own world, and that I was going to need more structure and training because I just I'm not good at commanding the attention, forget about commanding attention, just being able to facilitate a group has been a weak point for me. And, and I really wanted the skills because I'm watching now I was watching Bethany and, and Tony's just a Jedi ninja when it comes to this stuff. And, and she, it's like, I'm watching all these really strong facilitators and it made me want what they had. Like I wanted to be able to do that yes. or even just the piece of it and bring that into other areas of my life what was the training like uh the facilitator training what what's one thing that you would maybe tell somebody to describe what it was like sort of the approach of training that luke 10 takes yeah um okay there's a word Come to for instance word. it's not just sit in a classroom read a book no it's very relational it's yep. a highly relational experience. Um, it's very supportive. And it you would think that you show up for training, you're told how to do something, and then you're critiqued to the next degree, you know, the yep. and then and then you walk away feeling bad that you didn't do things right. And it's the complete opposite. Hmm. There's such a celebration and encouragement through the process. You're so supported. Um it's it's trainer facilitator first not trainer and process Mm. it's it's the training is on the side and i i found a i i mean it's it was a growth journey for me it wasn't even about learning the skills anymore it became um 
it became a growth journey for me. I was so supported in the process. It was beautiful. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, you have gone on from, you're now a listed Luke 10 facilitator. Yes. Um, and so within Luke 10 first, then we'll talk about outside of Luke 10. Within Luke 10, uh, how have you used the facilitating um, skills that you learned? You've, how, mm -hmm. you've, you've led how many Church 101 so far facilitated? Facilitated three Church 101s, um, a couple intro calls, and now I have my own leader team that I am facilitating. It's been fun to see just three years ago. Yeah. You were at the point of saying, no, I'm not going to do that. And and so what's it like facilitating your own leader team? What, How does God use that in your life? What is, How is that meaningful to you? What do you experience with that? Yeah, I, I feel responsible for the hearts of, um, so, so the way God enticed me to even do a leader team, because a leader team is a commitment. So when you decide to lead a leader team, it's not like a church one-on-one that you know is a six-week commitment. Leader team, you're committing yeah. for an unknown period of time. Yeah. And so for me, that was a very hard no <laughs> to begin with because I won't mess with people's hearts and take and 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 say, oh, I'm going to enter your world. And then three weeks later, feel like, ooh, I don't want to be here anymore. So it was a hard no, but because God knows me so well, he placed certain people in my church 101s that I knew I was going to have a leader team. Before I knew I was going to have a leader team, I knew I was going to have a leader team because there was no way I was going to walk away from these lives. I connected and wanted to journey with them. Yes. And it made it an easy yes. I still needed to invite them into that space and calendars had a lot align. We're all in different parts of the country. So we're in different time zones and you would think that'd be an impossibility. Everyone's calendar aligned to the first date it proposed wow. at the first time. And I so knew that this was what God was asking me to do. Yes. So and, to, to use conventional church terms, Really, what I think is going on in a leader team is disciple making. We talk about making disciples. And so there's a sense in which you are involved in making disciples, but you also create a community where all the members are discipling one another. The sort of mutual discipleship, I think, goes on. Is that a good way to say that? Absolutely. I always, I always tell, um, so we are an all women, all mm -hmm. ladies leader team. I think, if I understand right, the first and in Luke 10, um, I have continuously told them, I am facilitating this group. And this is a leader team. It's a community of practice, but I am not the only leader here. We're all leaders, mm -hmm. all leaders. So mm -hmm. it's not about let's follow Victoria. I'm here to facilitate, but we all have a voice. We're journeying together. We're growing together. And it's so there's like an, a level playing field. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a, a reason why they're on this team. Everyone brings something different and special. And so we're all leaders. Yep, absolutely. We're discipling each other. Yes, I think that's right. That's sure. that's our goal is to kind of create a context in which mutual discipleship yeah. can occur. And I think that is exactly what happens. So, yeah. so one more thing I want you to talk about 
you're applying your the 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 relational skills that you learn, facilitator skills you learned in leading church one-on-ones and leader team. But you told me that these skills have application outside of what you're doing in Luke 10. Yeah. Say a word about that. I would say that um, that's probably outside of Luke 10 is where I would say my life has been most affected. Mm-hmm. So leader teams are great and church one-on-ones, but taking it to every other part of my life, um, it's applicable and life-changing and um so there's been an overflow into um how i am experiencing life now that i've been trained and it helps that my husband is the trainer of trainers so i have i live and i live with someone who speaks the language and is further ahead and he's got the skill that um it's a gift to be able to tap into and so um, I've been called into other areas. Last year was a year of stepping to a lot of fear and unknowns and saying a lot of no's and then saying a lot of yeses. And some of that were certifications that I swore I'd never do. Like I'm I'm walking into 2024 in, in a world that was originated in a lot of no's and, and it is full of fear because it's all new, it's all unknown and it's all stretching me and growing me. And Luke 10, they don't know, maybe, that they're preparing me to even step into those areas. So all of a sudden, I find myself in this world of teaching yoga. I got certified, and now I'm I'm unleashed on the world as a yoga teacher. And that's terrifying as I'm learning that. However, and, and, and in this stretching and mobility class that I got certified for, and the beautiful thing about it is I... My experience with Luke 10 is that I went through as a participant for intro call mm-hmm. and church 101 and leader team. And for me, maybe not everybody goes through life like this, but if I'm a participant and I'm just experiencing it, I'm not really paying attention mm-hmm. to what's going on, kind of like a passenger in a car. You're not paying attention to the destination or how you're getting there. You might see the trees go by. You might notice a few things, but can you get there on your own? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Now I'm being led through training. Well, I've finished training, but the training experience brings you to the driver's seat Mm. where you are now paying attention on a higher heightened level to everything so now you have a destination and you're 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 getting the marker points to get there and you're having to pay radical you're learning how to pay radical attention along the way right and so in my yoga i'm finding i've practiced yoga for 15 years it's in my body i should be able to teach like this and I stand on the mat now that I'm certified and I'm trying to tell myself how to place my feet in a certain position and I'm jumbling the words and I'm like 15 years of experience. I've been a passenger in the yoga world. And now I'm bringing the understanding and the training of from Luke 10 as a facilitator into the world of yoga. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm stepping into the driver's seat of yoga and I need to articulate and help people to get to a certain place and how do i get them there 
gently? How do I get them there safely? And um, so there's grace that's been built into the space just because of the training and paying attention and learning how I operate and how I need to learn because a lot of that came to the surface during training. Yep. And then um, my husband, I just got hired at the YMCA to teach. And my husband, and I've been going there for over a year now and been taking certain classes. One of the ones that inspired me to get certified in the stretching world. And um, I didn't want him anywhere near my classes. I, I was had anxiety that he would be in my classes when I'm learning. And sure enough, the very first class I co-teach, he's in it. Mm. And there was all this heightened anxiety. Once I started, it kind of like, I just forgot because I got overwhelmed by the world I was in. The beautiful part was after the class, we walked the track like we always do. And he debriefed me. There you go. One of the skills we do in Luke 10, debriefing. He debriefed me on the whole experience. Yes. And so he's debriefing me as we're walking around the track. And I felt like I was also back in the training seat because he's debriefing me, educing all the things from my heart and then asks, now may I tell you what my experience was? Mm. And he heard me name some things that I just was critical about, about what I did. Yep. And he said, can I tell mm. you how I experienced this? Mm. And it was this beautiful, encouraging, he's like, well, you actually served me in this way you actually and it was just this beautiful moment of i didn't want him anywhere near that class <laughs> and in the end it was the most beautiful gift yes. to have him there and to be debriefed and encouraged to be told what i did well yeah. because i wasn't able to see that and um and then he told me what i you know what he felt he needed more of or whatever and that too is a gift so the debrief carried out and has helped me build confidence now i'm like you're going to come to my class right because <laughs> i need to be able to debrief what just happened and if you're not there <laughs> there's something missing so, so that's we, been we probably need to wrap it up just because i i think we have a 30 minute limit on this uh to to publish this but victoria thank you this is such i love your story uh, all that god is doing in you and through you and uh, thank you for sharing that with uh, with our friends. So yeah, of course, you're very welcome. My pleasure. Alrighty. All right. Bye for now. Bye bye.